Welcome to the I Heart Chocolate Podcast, a place where chasing dreams and chocolate is celebrated, where it's okay to break tradition and pursue your own true happiness. Hey y'all, I'm your host, Tina Cudinia, award-winning chocolatier and chocolate mentor to amazing humans worldwide. I've been in the game for 15 plus years now, yo, and I've learned so much from this crazy journey of working and training under literal chocolate masters, running my own successful business, and being married to my master chocolatier husband, Portuguese stud muffin, Bruno Coutinho. This podcast was created to inspire, encourage, and help you become the best dang chocolatier you possibly can be. I'm absolutely here to help you do the dang thing. So take a deep breath, get the mind right, and get ready to listen. You ready, friend? Let's dive in. All right, y'all. Today on the I Heart Chocolate Podcast, we have my friend and fellow chocolatier, Robin Docterman of St. Croix Chocolate Company. She left a career in journalism to study fine chocolate techniques from top pastry chefs. Using a balance of science and art, she creates award-winning confections that speak to the senses. Her creations are visually stunning with sensuous and deliciously dreamy flavors and are well-reviewed and well-awarded. Today, I'm going to get to pick her brain a bit about gain-earned media. Please welcome to the show, Robin Docterman. Yay! Hey, everybody. Thank you, Christina. It's such a pleasure to be here. I always love talking with you, and this is one of my favorite topics, so I'm, I'm delighted to get to share what I know. Awesome. I'm so happy to have you here. We've known each other for quite a while. I've, I've known you since way back, I think like 10 years now, 10 plus years, something like that, yeah, right? That's about right. Yeah, that's crazy. So please, I know I gave a little bit of intro f- about you, but could you tell everyone a little bit about yourself and your background? Because switching from journalism to chocolate. Sure, absolutely. So I was a journalist in my first career iteration. I was a journalist. I was a photographer. I worked as a writer. I worked for 13 years at the Star Tribune newspaper in Minneapolis. I actually worked on the website, but I got to work with a lot of editors and do quite a bit of writing and special projects. When I left journalism, I knew I wanted to do something in food and I landed on chocolate and I'm delighted that I did. But I also bring some experience and some insight into how chocolatiers or any small business or any nonprofit for that matter can get some earned media. A lot of people would call it PR, but it may not be. It's it's anything that is attention getting for you. It's telling your story or parts of your story that you don't pay for, which That's is awesome. the most wonderful part. Yeah. So on one side, you have advertising where you can choose exactly who you want to reach and you'll pay for it. Over here, you have earned media, which is everybody from podcasts to uh, magazines to newspapers to radio shows, TV morning shows are a wonderful place to get some of that earned media. So you get out in front of people and it's a situation that benefits journalists. They're looking for stories to tell. They want to engage their readers or viewers, and you are helping them do their job. So hopefully what we're going to do here is help you understand their job and how you can help them do it better, which helps you. Yeah, that's interesting because I feel like just just exactly how you said it. When I first heard earned media, I'm like, well, what's the difference between earned media and then PR? And then when you said, well, you don't pay for earned media, 
I'm like, that sounds really nice because <laughs> I've been pitched to like, oh, we'll put you in our magazine, but you have to pay. I'm like, why am I paying to be in your magazine? Like, what the heck? I guess everyone's question is, is how do you start getting the attention of these journalists to be put in this earned media? And is this something that you as a chocolatier proactively seek out or the journalists find you or is it a mix of that? Could you maybe illuminate? Because you've been on the journalist side. And yep. you're now on the chocolatier side. And I know we've talked about this before, but you've gotten lots of earned media opportunities for your own business. So for the chocolatiers who are listening to this, I guess, where would they start about if they want to get featured in earned media? So I think there's a couple of first things. The first thing is being familiar with your local media. Who, what's your local newspaper? You may not read it, but people do read it. So therefore you want to know who, who's writing the stories, who's editing the stories, morning TV, morning shows, who's on those, look them up and just start to make yourself a list of what kind of media, who, who is the person who, who is making those decisions. It, it might be an editor. It might be a writer. It might be a producer. Part of your job is to find out. You might, if we were trying to get on a TV news morning show, they all have web pages now, so it makes it super easy for us. Um, find out who the producer is, shoot them a note, and just introduce yourself. Don't ask for anything yet. Just introduce yourself. Tell them who you are and begin to build a rapport with those people. I, I know I've said this before, and you say this all the time. It's all about relationship building. And in this case, that is your single best weapon is begin to build relationships with media people. I, I, I like that because I was going to say for people who are listening, I know some people are like, do you pitch them right away? Do you just, you know, do you, and then if you email them, how long do you wait for them to respond to you? How do you know if they're actually interested in you? These types of things. But in my head right away too, and you said it, and I know we both know this to be true, but if you have the relationship and the rapport built up already, it makes it so much easier. And then naturally they'll start to fit you into opportunities, I'm assuming, right? Right, exactly. So they have boxes that they need filled, basically. Mm -hmm. They need feature stories. Business section needs stories about businesses. Hey, you're that. So what you're doing in your head is matching up. Once you learn about them and their needs, what you need and where you meet in the middle. So like I said, the business section needs business stories, new small businesses. I just read and I kicked myself because I totally should have pitched this. Mm -hmm. I just read it in the Star Tribune newspaper and website, a story about small businesses using Instagram to market. And yeah. I'm like, well, we all know that, right? Yeah. yeah. But but they were writing a story about it. That's exactly the kind of thing you can say, hey, if you're ever looking for small businesses to talk to about this holiday, that holiday, COVID, Instagram, I mean, virtually anything, you want them to keep you in mind and be easy for, you want to make it easy for them to find you. Yes. You've said that before, make it easy for them. And I think that that when I when I first heard you say that in, in my head, I, I was like, that makes complete sense. But for some reason, I don't think people think that way. Naturally, they just think that the opportunity is going to come to them. They're going to be found, you know, waiting for the reporter to like knock on their doors. But it sounds like you're saying you have to be proactive about 
you have to find who is in charge of writing or like writing the stories, editing the stories, putting it together. What are they looking for? And then basically letting them know, hey, I can do such and such and such. And right. even if there's not an opportunity available, at least you're somewhere in the realm of, you know, someone to reach out to potentially. Exactly. Can you give some examples for your own business of how you've gotten earned media? Sure. So I, I don't want to forget to say this, so I'm going to say it now. Yeah. Um, right now, in the in toward the end of summer, is such a fabulous time to, to be a chocolatier looking for earned media because media all media is in love with gift guides okay they love because it's it's not a lot of writing it's a lot of aggregating gathering what's out there so it's 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 efficient content for them mm. so it's wonderful for us because every literally every single media out there is starting to think about a gift guide and they're starting to put their pieces together so one of the things that I always do this time of year is think well where would I like to be where would I like to be included in you know top 10 chocolates mm -hmm. and who does those so I will some of them are really easy some of them you can find simply by googling gift guide 2023 um, there are also some really good resources right now, and I'll tell you a couple of them, and then I'll send them to you, Christina, so you can put them up. But um, one is called Harrow, Help a Reporter Out. And this is a this is a clearinghouse. So anybody who's a reporter, you know, I want to do a story on chocolate from Peru. I want to do a story on the best all natural eyeliners. I mean, it can just run all over the place. They will write in and say, here's what I need. And you can look at this list. You can see what people are covering and pick them out and pitch them and just say, I saw, you know, you were looking for great chocolates, artistic chocolates, last minute chocolates. I mean, just, just, whatever it is they're looking for, you can write them directly. So it's it's trying to match up these people who need to talk to you with you who need earned media. Mm -hmm. So think about gift guides right now. Harrow is one. I very often keep my eye on something called Quoted, which is Q-W-O-T-E-D. Mm -hmm. It's very similar. It's free, which is nice. Mm -hmm. And then the very best one I found is a, a website called launchgrowjoy.com and they have it's a gold mine they have lists of editors for magazines newspapers podcasts so you can you can send out a note right now and say hey I'd like to introduce myself here's who I am I know you got gift guides coming up um, and you may be looking for chocolatiers I would love to be considered for that Here's a picture of my work. Boom. Mm -hmm. So just deliver it to their to their email box. Don't call them. Yeah. Um, people are too busy to be called. Um, so you can proactively go out to them knowing that they're going to be looking for holiday snacks. Uh, if you make a chocolate with 
um, alcohol in it or coffee in it. All of these are subcategories that they love to package up. So look at look at everything you make and see what fits with them. I was going to say uh, real quick, because you were saying like right now is a, it's a great time for chocolatiers to prepare. And we're right before holiday season is pushing. You're saying reporters now typically are starting to gather all their information in general for any sort of earned media. Would you recommend I guess, sort of like planting the seed months before expecting any sort of return? Or is there is there also opportunities where someone might last minute be like, hey, we need this story next week. And they happen to, it happens both ways, but more, more likely they plan it out this far in advance. They're starting to think about it. So they're mm-hmm. not actually, they're planning, oh, I need to do this. But, you know, it's summer and it's really hard to wrap your head around. Uh, we all know this because we're all sort of facing it. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to wrap your head around. What will I need November 1? Because mm-hmm. it better be in house by then, right? Mm-hmm. So they're starting to do the same thing. So, you know, all you what it does by reaching out and saying, hey, as you need this kind of content, I'm available I would love to be included. Please consider me is yes, you're basically paving your way. So when they get into a jam, which they will, a story will fall through and it's like, we need a story. Can you, can we come out and film tomorrow? Oh, sure. Yeah. sure. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I have 14 orders that have to go out, but yeah. you know what? Yeah. I'll make I'll it out of way to yeah. get it done. If you're going to come shoot video at my shop. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, man, that brings me to my next question, because I when I worked in New York with Chef Jacques, he had film crews in there all the time. And we'd have to sometimes work, you know, with cameras and everything. And it was a whole thing. And I guess like for for someone like Chef Jacques, like he had like the TV personality and he was just so like used to it when the cameras were on, he was on. For chocolatiers who are maybe not used to that, like being on the news, being on live news can be a little bit like. Huh, tell us about your chocolate and you like breathe up and you don't really have an expression or anything like that do you have any advice because you've you've seen it from both sides on how to approach it when they come to you and say hey we want to shoot you live is there any like for instance okay because that's actually a true true example this happened to me a company in new york said hey we want to shoot something with you and they're like we'll fly you out to new york all these things and then they said we'd like you to do some sort of demo but you only have five minutes and I was like what and you know so right away I went to burn like what the heck am I supposed to demo in five minutes that looks cool you know and in my head I'm like is this gonna be tv magic am I gonna be able to you know bring stuff already prepared and be you know I don't know but I also have to transport everything from California or whatever so I guess like when it comes to approaching a live event and they tell you we're gonna be filming live and and if and if they tell you you know like a broad topic like holiday chocolates or something, do you pitch to the journalist at that point? This is what I can give you, or this is what I can show you, or you just kind of let them come into the shop and they direct the thing. Like in your experience, what what have you seen? That's a very good, wonderful, complicated question. And yeah, I'm trying to pick it apart. So first yeah. of all, I'm a big introvert, so being the center of attention. I want to be the center of attention and I so don't want to be the center of attention. (laughs) (laughs) So the piece that I make is that I try to go into my passion. 
-hmm. You know how when you're talking about chocolate, your voice rises and you talk faster and -hmm. you're like so excited about it? That's Mm -hmm. what they want. That's totally what they want. So don't worry about the cameras. Go into your love for chocolate Mm -hmm. and tell them what they're looking for are nice sound bites that sound something like, well, tell us about holiday chocolate. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. The holidays are our favorite season because we know that we're part of so many people's celebrations. And I just love being able to share what I do with everybody out there. Yeah. So have a couple of those sentences, like practice them in the mirror. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about what you look like. Just go into your passion and they'll feel it and react to it and love it. Yeah. And so will their uh viewers which is what they're trying to do so a big game of telephone where you know we're trying to tell our story and they're trying to please their their you know viewers or whatever and everybody's got a different audience Mm -hmm. but it's really cool when it works because everybody can get that message and it goes down down the 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 road kind of flawlessly that's awesome that's that's my advice for being an introvert. Um, don't sweat it. Don't think about it in advance. Just go to your passion and talk from your passion. The second part of that, what was the second part, Christina? Uh, I was saying, do you, if they come to you and say, hey, we're going to come live, do you <clears throat> kind of pitch them what they're going to, what this, I guess, story is going to be? Or do you let them come in and say like, oh, we'd like to film whatever, whatever, you know? Yeah. I ask them in advance because I'm, I'm, because I need to make it as as easy for them. Mm -hmm. So what are they, what, just ask them what, you know, what are they hoping to accomplish? And Mm -hmm. they'll tell you, we want, we just want a nice feel good story with a lot of, you know, color or eye candy or whatever. Mm -hmm. So great. Okay. That means to me, I translate in my head, have a lot of stuff done and ready. They're going to pan across all of your items there. You know, they want something that looks luscious and have maybe some caramels made and pull them apart. The camera loves that stuff. Mm-hmm. So let the camera do it. it it's work. Yeah. Um, so have as much made as you can based on what they tell you. Are they coming to talk to you about you? In which case, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, You always carry that with you. Mm -hmm. Um, Or, you know, I did a a feature once uh, and they actually came to me. It was a local news station and they had seen my Instagram photos and it was Easter. So they're bright and they're colorful and they're lovely. And so they're they're eating with their eyes like the rest of us. So they called up and said, can we come out and shoot? I said, absolutely. So I put together everything I possibly could get done. Everything, the brightest, the happiest, the whateverest. It worked great because I knew what I knew what had attracted to them. So that that's what they wanted to stuff. Yeah, exactly. So obviously, if, you know, it's a business article in a newspaper, pictures aren't going to be that big a player, maybe. But your story and how you ended up here is going to be just as riveting. Awesome. Very cool. 
And I know that you had said before when we were talking about this a few months ago, but you said that sometimes if you can think of a story, like a twist that they haven't heard before, it helps to stick out a little bit. And so on our end, it's how can we be creative to catch the the eyes of the journalists? Or you were saying like, if you win awards, that's something to that, that, you know, people might think like, okay, I won an award and I post it on my Instagram, but we could actually take that opportunity further and get earned media from it. Like who knew, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. <clears throat> Journalists are always looking for what's new, what's unusual, what they haven't covered before. Winning awards is absolutely great because you then send a press release to them. You put it all, splash it all over your your social media and, you know, talk to people in town about it. People are like, oh my gosh, tell me about New York. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) It it kind of piques their interest. So it, it opens the door and you can walk in and tell tell more of the story. And I, I, you know, whether it's a small local paper, whether it's, you know, daily, you know, newscast, whatever it is, for me, it's fun to try to get on all the different media, like collect, collect them all and see what works best. See, see who's really connecting with my audience, because I have stuff to learn from, from what they're sharing too. True, true. My last question is, how often do you spend or do you think or would you advise a chocolatier to spend on getting earned media? Is this something that you set aside and you, you know, try and map out goals quarterly for how many news outlets you want to reach? Or do you, like you said, you con- you made yourself a list. So are you always reaching out to the same list? How often are you ac- actively doing the outbound engagement, I guess, for earned media? I I think whatever time you have available, the more you do it, the more you'll get out of it. Yeah. The one thing that I would caution you not to do is if one news station does a story on you, do not pitch another one because they're not right away anyway, Mm -hmm. um, because they've already been scooped and they don't like that. That makes them feel icky. So don't remind them about that. If you, if you get one good news piece, great. Pitch the next station something else. Yeah. And just keep keep it moving. And keep it moving. You know, yeah. I'd love to say, you know, I take 15 minutes every day and pitch people, but I don't. Yeah. I I know who those people are. I have a pretty good idea what they're gonna look for. Um, the one thing I wish I did better was I am terrible at keeping track of when National Chocolate Day is or National oh, yeah. Yeah. National Dark Chocolate Day. I mean, that doesn't change my life as a chocolatier, but hey, it's a little hook they can hang some news thing on. Mm-hmm. So if you keep track of, I don't know, National Coconut and Chocolate Day, I don't know, they have millions of them. Mm-hmm. Um, then you can pitch them for that and say, you know, if you're planning on covering national stand on your head and eat chocolate day, I have a cool story idea. We all stand on our heads at the beginning of every day at my shop. And it's, you know, so cool. We're, we change up our perspective or whatever. Yeah, (laughs) got it. 
Got it. Very cool. Um, I wanted to thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. You dropped a lot of nuggets and gave some great resources that I'll be sure to include in the show notes. Uh, life as a journalist, life as a chocolatier. Would you ever go back? I'm just curious. Um, that's an interesting question. Yeah. I, I would prefer not to go back. Yeah. Um, because I get to be more in charge of my life as a chocolatier. Mm -hmm. It's just as many hours. There's just as much drive. Mm -hmm. um, I, I see a lot of similarities, believe it or not. Mm -hmm. But I get to be the boss that says you have to work on Christmas. Or that's fine if you don't want to work on Christmas. You have to figure out some other way to get these orders done or whatever. For so sure. I, I like that being... I like driving my own car. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Cool beans. Robin, thank you so much. Please let the people know where can they find you, support your chocolate shop, anything you want to plug. This is your opportunity. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Um, St. Croix Chocolate Company. We're in Minnesota along the St. Croix River. We're not on the islands of St. Croix, so please don't write us as some people have and ask for a job because they want to live in the islands. <laughs> I can't help you. www.st.com. We're on Instagram. I don't know. We're on Facebook. St. Croix Chocolate Co. Some some combination. I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I do would do all the posting, but just search for it. You'll find yeah. it. No worries. No worries. I'll include everything in the show notes. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing all your knowledge, Robin. I really appreciate it. Always a pleasure to talk to you, Christina. Have a great day. And that's a wrap. Thanks so much for joining along and listening. I super duper appreciate it. If you could be so kind, share this podcast with another chocolate friend who may benefit. Becoming a chocolatier has been a dream come true. And these days, I am all about helping other passionate, hardworking folks like yourself step into that next level of chocolate happiness. You can always send me a DM via Instagram at Coutinho Chocolate or join my free Facebook group, Passion to Chalk Biz, to connect with other awesome chocolatiers like yourself. Till next time, my friends, and remember this, you are worthy of the life you dream. That is my mantra for freaking life. You just have to have the courage to keep pursuing it. Here's to doing the dang thing and forever loving what we do. Cheers.